Meanwhile, Netanyahu has vowed to continue the war until total victory over Hamas and the return of all hostages. From WPFW News in Washington and WBAI in New York, I'm Sue Goodwin. Welcome to Africa Now. Today's show features the postponed Senegal presidential election dissected. Africa Now is next. Welcome to the show. I'm Wizom Tali. The music in the background is Yarabi by Sona Jobate. First, I just want to thank the listeners for supporting Don't Forget the Blues with Clarence the Bluesman Turner today during our winter pledge drive. Our goal for this hour is $500, and I'm certain we can go well over our goal to make up for last week's shortfall. Call 1-800-222-9739. That's 1-800-222-9739, or visit WPFWFM.org Go to the Donate Now button Scroll down to Africa Now uh, Also You can make your pledge On our cash app Which is the dollar sign WPFW Again the cash app is the dollar sign WPFW to support Africa Now And WPFW today During our winter pledge drive Your continued support Over the years has made it possible For us to cover and connect the issues in the entire African world and the rest of the globe. WPFW is your revolutionary radio for revolutionary times. Gil Scott Heron said the revolution will not be televised, and yet we've seen oppression, suffering, and resistance streamed in real time across this country and around the world from Palestine to DC. In times like these, It's imperative to have a station like WPFW that centers justice, reflects hope, and fosters solidarity throughout our music and public affairs programming. We offer you the opportunity to partner with us in this critical work of liberation by donating during our winter pledge drive today at WPFWFM.org or by calling 1-800-222. 9739 that's 1-800-222-9739 and also you can go to our cash app which is the dollar sign WPFW and that ensure that WPFW will be here to chronicle the revolution on to today's show on February 2nd President Macky Sall of Senegal announced that the scheduled presidential election of February 25th would be postponed. The incumbent president, Macky Sall, cannot run due to term limits, and some observers think the postponement is yet another attempt for the incumbent to hang on to power, or at least to ensure that his desired candidate wins the election. On February 5th, the Senegalese National Assembly voted to postpone the election to December. During the proceedings of the vote, security forces harassed members of the opposition who were raising objections to the postponement of the election. This is the first time in Senegal's history that elections have been postponed. There have been nationwide protests against the postponement of the election in which security forces have clashed with demonstrators and at least three people have been killed. In an interview with the Associated Press, Senegalese President Macky Sall said that the country needed more time to resolve controversies over the disqualification of some candidates and a conflict between the legislative and judiciary branches of government. Today the show features a conversation I had yesterday with activist Mohamed Lamine Sajekan. The conversation contextualizes Senegalese President Macky Sall's decision to postpone the February 25th presidential election. The discussion highlights protests by citizens against the postponement, arrest of activists and journalists, harassment of the opposition, 
West Africa's political dynamics, the growing movement against France's continuous involvement in the country and region, and more. Mohamed Amin Sajie Khan is head of Building Power Department at the Climate Action Network, CAN International, and is former coordinator of Africans Rising. Here is the conversation. Mohamed Amin Sajie Khan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to um, dissect the postponement of the Senegal presidential election. Um, first, I just want you to describe um, the general mood uh, in Senegal following uh, Macky Sall's announcement of the postponement of the presidential election and then the Senegalese parliament in voting for it uh, yeah, a few days later. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for having me. So, yeah, um, we have witnessed yet again another big blow setback on democracy in the West Africa region, particularly Senegal, when the president, Makisal, have announced the postponement of the elections, um, citing um, reasons of disagreement between the parliament and the judiciary. Um, a lot of movements and activist groups and uh, the opposition leader have raised concerns and called for the immediate restoration of the uh, constitutional mandate for the election to be held as planned. Um, and this um, came up with came out of with a whole big um, protest and you know, calls for uh, restoration of democracy in Senegal by different um, like-minded groups, but also civil society and international community. So as we speak right now, it's a very delicate situation that people are very concerned about, uh, about, about the situation in Senegal, including myself. Yeah, and if you can expand as well on the uh, how the opposition was harassed uh, in the parliament when parliament was voting for this um, uh, postponement, which uh, Macky Sall, he had announced it a few days earlier, uh, and then parliament uh, uh, ratified, basically uh, put it in force uh, uh, on uh, Monday, the um, the 5th of uh, February. I think it expanded a bit on the house that that happened, the scene uh, within the in the in the, in the chamber of uh, National Assembly, how how the opposition was basically harassed by the security forces. Yeah, um, the whole postponement uh, of the elections have to be informed and powered by a bill. So the parliament tabled a bill uh, to support the president's pronouncement. Um, and that was discussed and a lot of uh, opposition leaders in the parliament um, stood up so firmly and strongly that the vote should not go ahead. This is not in line with the constitution of Senegal and they do not want the votes to go ahead. Um, the unfortunate part of it is that I would say the majority of the parliament is uh, the opposition and some of the is the, sorry, the government and some of the uh, opposition leaders, uh, some of the opposition parties who are in interest of having this election postponed because their candidates have been disqualified and they felt that if it is the elections are postponed, uh, their candidate can make it back to the to the to the ballots. And uh, one so of them. A, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was saying there have been a lot of chaos in the parliament. The uh, the security forces have to be called on to kick out the opposition uh, parliamentarians who have been blocking the votes. And I was going to say that one of the uh, uh, people that was supporting the postponement was um, uh, Karim Wade of the Senegalese uh, Democratic Party, uh, who supported the delay of the election. Is that, is that, is that true? He brought, he brought up a motion, actually, uh, for, that, for that. His party brought up a motion for the, the delay. Is that accurate to say he's... He was also one of those opposition groups that uh, that was actually pushing for the postponement. Yeah, in fact, the the petition was um, was was sent by the the party of Karim Wad, 
uh, the former president's son, uh, Abdullah son, and his party sent in um, a petition to the parliament uh, feeling that they, their candidate, Karim Wad, have not been uh, properly or unjustly uh, disqualified from the polls. So when they presented the, the, the petition, uh, they, they, that, that, that culminated to the announcement of the postponement of the elections by the president, um, uh, saying that, uh, stating that some um, parliament, some of the candidates have had double citizenship, dual citizenship, including Karim Mat as well, but one of them made it to the polls. So that means it's not fair to Karim. Um, so this brought this was brought to the parliament, and then it was discussed, and then uh, it, it, it 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 then it becomes adopted as the like that the the, the election can be postponed uh, to the fifteenth of uh, December. But again, as as the parliament was in chaos, the you know, the, the gates of the parliament were also in chaos because of um, you know activist movements and opposition leaders again, you know, came in numbers at the gate of the parliament. You know, uh, demanding that these elections should not be postponed, the deadline, the timelines to the elections should be respected. They were tear gassed by the police, um, and then they have been dispersed by the by the, by, the, by by the actions or the police tear gas. So, um, following to that, you know, there have been a lot of other you know social media campaigns or protests organized. You know, uh, in physical protests we are we are organized again. In across cities, uh, two unfortunate two students were killed in the last protest last last week Friday, and as we speak today, uh, protests have been planned again uh, in Senegal. So we have been aware there have been some diplomatic discussions. ECOWAS have issued a statement earlier. Civil society blast them for, you know, um, saying that the elections can be, uh, the situation can be discussed and be managed without even. Putting emphasis that the president must must respect his mandate. When the critics, you know, put hard on on the ECOWAS body, they came back again with another new statement saying that the president should respect uh, the the election calendar and should conduct the elections as soon as possible. A lot of other forces, either from the U.S. or other places, the EU, have all been calling for the uh, for the elections and uh, peace and stability in Senegal. Uh, again, I will say that um, uh, we have been informed that the president of ECOWAS have been to Senegal, so the outcomes of that negotiation or discussion have not been yet known. But civil society are getting organized themselves and pushing hard, and Senegalese citizens are defending themselves uh, and defending the democracy that they have built for so long, because Senegal is one of the most stable democracies in the West Africa region. They've never had coup d'etat. They have been having regular elections, and elections have never been postponed. So historically, it is the first time that elections have been postponed um, um, in, in Senegal without the shift of a calendar, election calendar. So it's very unfortunate, and it's not going to set um, good pace for Senegal democracy, but also it's going to set precedence if the regime continue uh, or succeed to have the elections permanently postponed to the fifteenth of, uh, of 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 December. And uh, the, um, the this action that uh, uh, Macky Sall uh, pushed for, forward of sus- postponing the presidential election was this action expected in certain circles in Senegal? Yeah, there have been a lot of rumors uh, from the opposition. They have been saying this in many quarters um, that the president wanted a tatam. And the president came out at some point after numerous protests and numerous, um, you know, uh, meetings that the opposition were organizing. The civil society have been also organizing. He came out and pronounced that he's not going to run for the third term, and that um, was very much um, received by the wider Senegalese population, but also even the wider international community and the West African uh, citizens. But again, you know, it's just big shocking <laughs> news to hear the pronouncement of of the elections. So, but some of the opposition leaders and some of the civil society activists, you know, have been rumoring uh, that uh, there'll be uh, the election, the president will somehow in, uh, extend his time. And then, so there are some clear audios or information from meetings that the opposition leader Osman um, Osman Sonko, who have been in, who have been in jail for a while now. 
uh, have made pronouncements. There was in many occasions that the president will not want to leave power and he will not hold the elections as planned. So people are saying that this uh, this is all indicating and so and so in authenticating the pronouncements by this um, opposition leader who is currently in jail. A lot of activists are in jail who have also raised their concerns about the Tatam, uh, then have been joining protests. You know, based on the records that we have been seeing, over 2,000 people, young people and activists, opposition leaders are in jail currently as we speak, and more people have been arrested again in the last Friday demonstrations. Yeah, thank you for bringing us up to speed about the the, the background um, to that. And, and, and we've actually had um, some activists um, on the show um, um, last last year, as well as a, a couple of weeks ago, to talk about the just the environment, the harassment of um, activists and also um, uh, the media as well in recent times by uh, Maki Sal. And this has been really been going on really since like uh, 2020 when he sort of made an, um, a vague announcement that he might run, he might not run. And then of course he was pushed by the um, activists and civic societies uh, uh, movements to not to run. But the, the going back to what's happening t- today, some opposition groups and civil society commentators have uh, termed Macky Sall's postponement as a constitutional or institutional coup. Is that an accurate term? An accurate term of what's going on? Yeah, I think this is this is accurate. It has been used in many countries um, before. If you remember, or those listeners remember, uh, those who are listening to us remember that Gina uh, Conakry did the same. You know, the president Alpha Conde. Um, you know, decided to violate the constitution by, you know, uh, running for Tata when the constitution was very clear. So postponing the elections again is seen by many citizens in Senegal and activist groups and human rights groups and civil society groups as as a constitutional coup d'etat. So the slogan that they are singing and shouting in all their protests is that our Sunyu elections. Our Sunyu elections is means that in Wolof means so wall of word means let's protect our elections, you know, protecting our elections. That's what they are fighting for and protecting their constitution. So uh, opposition leaders, two opposition leaders have filed in um, um, a legal file, they put a legal um, file to the courts, uh, pushing hard in two courts to ensure that the elections are restored back to the calendar. Activist groups and movements, as general civil society coalitions, um, are also coordinating activist groups and movements and citizens for uh, mass um, protests and uh, actions and putting their demands out on the streets. Um, protests have been happening across all major cities in Senegal. And again, that's uh, Mohamed Lamine Sadia Khan. We're looking at the uh, Senegalese uh, presidential election postponement uh, recently. We're dissecting that uh, um, that occurrence, that event that have just happened. And uh, as you're talking, I also wanted to, um, as you mentioned, the the uh, court, uh, what the, the opposition groups have brought in front of the court to challenge this postponement. Um, the constitutional court, sorry, the constitutional council is expected to rule on the very soon on whether um, what parliament has uh, done uh, to officially postpone this election, whether parliament is in the right in postponing the presidential election. And um, that's supposed to be ruled very soon. What ruling do you expect from the constitutional council? Yeah, so there's a bit of uh, mixed thoughts here in terms of thinking what in terms of what their ruling will be. The ruling could be to hold the parliament's decision and postpone the elections, in a sense that they, if that if that in a sense that you know they want to, you know, support the regime, and uh, they have been accused in many instances that they have been you know aligned and they have been in, you know working with the regime and doing what the regime wants, um, and then many people have been accusing the regime for really uh, postponing the elections for their own interest, uh, but again they can also you know, reject or disregard the, the 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 decision of the parliament to hold to their to their to their decisions because they, they are the ones who have 
conducted the vetting and approvals of all candidates. So um, in terms of protecting their own decisions earlier, um, they could also do that. So we are in a, in a dilemma right now. Uh, the two angles of a decision uh, approvals can come in any way, but there might be a more likelihood of them upholding to the to the to the decision of the parliament. And let's say, for instance, they go against the decision of parliament, also and also Maki Sal's decision. Do you see Maki Sal accepting the verdict uh, if they say? They cannot delay the election process. Yeah, then that's a big question that uh, <laughs> that uh, Makisal himself have to answer. But I, what I, what I can say is that um, he have said the the two bodies have not been in agreement, and he really want to. Um, he cannot hand over the country in chaos. Uh, he have did a lot for the country. He cannot hand over the country in chaos based on um, uh, the pronouncement that he have made. So. In in a sense, um, maybe he will accept um, the, the 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 verdict of the of the uh, constitutional council, or he might also not. So that that is also is still in in a dilemma for all of us. Dilemma for all of us, and what Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said was that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere wpfw is jazz and justice radio we will hunt injustice down we've got to create a better world and that's what this is about and we are in pledge drive which is actually a membership drive where we are asking you to become part of the wpfw community that is changing the world make a call at 202-588-9739 and go active in this community. Operators are standing by waiting for your call and your pledge of support. Perhaps you can tell them that you would like to become a sustaining member and you can do so for as little as $12.50 a month. Very painless. You'll You'll barely notice it, but it amounts to $150 a year. Goes a long ways to sustaining the station and is a very easy number for record-keeping purposes and for tax purposes. Again, 202-588-9739. I'd like to thank Anonymous out of Severn, Maryland. Thank you for getting the ball rolling. We know that the system works. It's been working for over 46 years now when they said it would never work from the outset. That would be market forces telling us, you've got to be commercial. He said, nope. We can be community and we can make this work. And you are making this work. If you're out of area, you can make a toll-free call at 800-222-9739. If you're on the web, go to our website at wpfwfm.org. You'll see a Donate Now button right there. Hit that button to pledge quickly and securely. We are only 20% of the way to the goal Muiza Natali reports globally. He travels the world and reports from all <laughs> over. And that is WPFW. This is a global community. We need you to join. Thank you, Kalia. Uh, so, um, uh, um, Jerry, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I was knocked off. Speaking of globally, I'm actually in Malawi. <laughs> ah, and, okay. uh, we have, yeah, I got knocked out. We have uh, technical issues over here. Actually, there's a power blackout, as a matter of fact, in my, in my, in my area. But uh, thanks a lot for and, uh, thanks for the um, the first person that uh, supported us. I guess we can go back to the conversation with uh, Mohammed Amin uh, Sadia Khan, who's an activist, um, and he is uh, also the head of uh, Building Power de- uh, Department at the Climate Action Network and International. He's also former coordinator of Africans Rising, uh, dissecting the postponed Senegal uh, presidential election. And I don't know if you had any, anything else to say, Jerry, or should we go back to the conversation? Let's go back to the conversation. I'll just say that WPFW yeah. is a collective of collectives. Yeah, and as you said, that you're saying that he doesn't want to create um, a chaotic situation, and he keeps saying that you'd like to have a national dialogue to resolve the issue of the candidate list and uh, and the other issues uh, affecting the um, uh, the questions surrounding the um, presidential election. 
Uh, who else from the other political players um, would like to see a national dialogue, is pushing for a national dialogue? I mean, it comes to mind of uh, Karim Wad uh, and his social, the Senegalese Democratic Party. Is he seen as part of the one of the interest parties in seeing a national dialogue and seeing that uh, a path, does he see this as a path towards him being put back on the election uh, list? Yeah, I think that is very, very much evident that the the opposition party that is led by Karim Wad uh, and then the party of the former president Abdullah Wad, they will definitely want to have Karim Wad on the list. And then a dialogue will be the, you know, potential hope for them to have uh, Karim on the ballot. So they will definitely push uh, for this. But um, what we have seen from the rest of the opposition, you know, party um, leaders, uh, they are all, you know, in many occasions coming out, joining the protests, uh, calling for an immediate election calendar to be restored, election to be held now. Uh, there is no room for for dialogue. They just need to have the elections done. So, which is very clear. So, the major the majority of the opposition leaders are really calling for elections to be done, to be held. And uh, as as you mentioned earlier, uh, for many years Senegal is perceived as being an island uh, of a long democratic tradition in the West African region. I mean, you've had the first president um, uh, Le- Leopold Senghor uh, stepping down in 1980, um, and then of course you had uh, Diouf as well going out. And then you had um, Wad as well. Uh, there was a there was a sort of a peaceful transition. Of course, there w- under Wad, he was also trying to stay as long as him. There were demonstrations at that time in 2011, uh, the Yarama demonstrations, um, uh, which uh, uh, pushed him to to step down. But do you see the this latest action by um, Maki Sall exposing some underlining problems in the political process in Senegal? Yeah, um, it is really uh, showcasing um, a lot, a lot of loopholes uh, that are in the in the, um, in the electoral processes of Senegal. Um, one thing that I know is that the opposition leader have been one of the opposition leaders, like the main opposition leader Usman Sonko, who is claimed to be the main opposition leader um, by many, have been saying that the problem that will what what will put Senegal into fire and into conflict is going to be the the electoral the the, the um, judicial council that is in charge of elections. So they are given a lot of power, they have a lot of power and and uh, they have been accused of being aligned with the with the regime, with the government, the current regime. So um the citizens in terms of the electoral uh, system for voting, it is a very open process that uh, people believe that when the, when the votes are done, it will, nobody can steal uh, the elections in many instances. That's what many people believe in. So, but, you know, elect democracy system, democratic systems are never perfect. They always have loopholes, but I think this is going to be a great um, learning spot for Senegal and Senegalese uh, citizens to really um, see what needs to be improved in the electoral cycle, in the democratic systems. So that then they can continue to be one of the uh, the best democracies and champions of democracy in the Africa in the African continent, but also specifically in the West African country uh, countries among the West African countries that they have been uh, for a very long time. And expanding on this, um, what are the other uh, major interest groups involved in the process apart from uh, the ones we've been talking about, the political players, but also the uh, what are, are the, some of the various interest groups involved in this process, both external and internal? Yeah, um, uh, this 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 whole political crisis in Senegal have, you know, created a lot of interest. But in fact, this have not been just now. The whole crisis have been on for a very long time. Um, you know, the past years, the opposition leader have been arrested um, and they have been into courts, uh, accused of being raped. Um, freed up again, but still accused of being, you know, charged for <laughs> um, abusing the minors. <laughs> a lot of uh, youth crime, they call it. <laughs> so uh, a lot of uh, interests have been on in, in, in the face of Senegal's democracy and, and intellectual processes. So uh, some of the opposition leaders, again, and activist groups have been in jail who have been raising their voice uh, so strongly. And people have been 
a lot of opposition leaders have been accusing Makisal for victimizing and using his power to um, arrest and jail opposition leaders so that they would miss elections. And this happened with Karim Wad, uh, the former president's son, and uh, Halif Asal, one of the opposition leaders again, who is currently now on the list <laughs> uh, successfully. But they have all been in one way or the other um, out of the uh, the list of electoral processes because of being in jail, and that's what is currently happening to to the most popular uh, opposition leader, Usman Sonko. So externally, people are very much interested, either within Africa, but also uh, within the wider world, the US, Europe, uh, France is very particular, have a very particular interest because of France installments and businesses in Senegal, and even the protest is so clearly how people are dissatisfied with the French installments and French interests in Senegal because protest protesters are seen to be attacking um, French um, businesses. Not not much into Senegal is about French businesses, so which is a clear evidence of how um, people are expressing their their dissatisfaction in terms of the you know outside interest into Senegal's processes um, from from major leaders. You know, we need the different regional blocks, from the AU to the uh, Equals. You know, that's that's a clear interest that has been shown. Senegal is Senegal is Senegal is also in in many ways um, a very religious country. Islamically, the religious leaders have a very strong voice and role in in the the whole process. They have been calling for stability. There, is, there have been a lot of discussions between the uh, religious leaders and uh, the different political uh, leaders um, in the face of the different, different conflicts for, from, from a very long time. And currently, um, a lot of discussions are happening and prayers, is, prayers are also going on in different parts of Senegal for peace and stability to be restored. When you talked about the business groups, I was wondering if you could expand a bit more on the, uh, yes, we had the French business interests, but what are the other in, in, uh, um, external and inter internal business interests within the um, the Senegalese landscape? And then which which, politi which political forces do they partic particularly back in the process? Yeah, obviously many of the businesses that are in, that are in Senegal or connected to Senegal are actually uh, closely working with the regime. You know, um, the president is already, have been in power for the about 12 years now. So a lot of partnerships have been developed over the years and then um, a lot of relationships have been developed. And Senegal have also just recently, years back, a few years back, uh, discovered oil and gas. And then the exploration agreements are ongoing, you know, deals have been discussed. So the explorations have been, have almost started in, in many instances. So um a lot of interest around that but when you come to the food chain businesses either the uh, the supermarkets there is a french supermarket um frank owned frank uh, french owned supermarket called ocean this is uh, a particular business that uh, we have constantly seen being attacked by protesters in many instances many of these shops many of these uh stores have been burned down <laughs> by by protesters and a lot of them have been attacked and again, um, some of the uh, big, you know, senior people in the government, being in ministers, their houses and cars have been also attacked uh, and burned down in many instances. So I think the protesters in many instances have also been infiltrated by, you know, some criminals who are also targeting, specifically pro-government senior officials, but also French installments. And also one of the other interest groups I'm, I'm particularly interested in finding out um, their role, the role of the military. Um, where do they, or rather how uh, are they positioning themselves? As you mentioned before, the Senegal has never had a military coup, but um, how? what is the role of the military? Yeah, the military have been, have been very quiet. <laughs> And they have been neutral. They have been, I think, in some occasions, been asked, been 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 deployed in the streets to to bring, to bring calmness. Um, but they have not reacted in any major way yet. 
uh, in this in this in this political crisis since it have started. It have been the police and the paramilitary, um, the uh, gendarmerie. Those are the ones that have been in the in the streets to calm the situation. So the army have not, you know, we have not seen any sign of the army interfering or acting uh, in 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 this situation. Uh, like what could what could we expect? Oh, you know, the army will, you know, will step in in as it happened in many West African countries. But I've not seen as an uh, I've not seen that kind of a sign yet in in Senegal. So uh, overtly, openly, we haven't seen any signs of the military becoming involved in, for instance, um, the going after the protesters or in any other way. This has been that's been the more the parliament, parler, uh, not the parliamentary, the the uh, police forces. Yeah, the police forces and the gendarmerie that are the ones that have been that have been you know um, fighting. And oh, sorry, the police. Sorry, you said yeah. the police forces, and which is the other force? Zandarmerie, Zandarmerie. Mm-hmm. And that's like the paramilitary force within the police or something? Yeah, like uh, in Gambia, in the case of Gambia and other places, they have this uh, uh, parliamentary, uh, parliamentary, uh, parliamentary uh, police. Uh, that is the that, uh, police that are trained to control crowd you know, and, and, and deal with uh, all the in, internal security issues. Yeah. And as we mentioned earlier, you know, there was um, yeah, when uh, uh, Wad was trying to stay in power uh, in 2011, 2012. Um, Macky Sall appeared to be somebody who was uh, clean and democratic and uh, uh, coming to clean house. Um, how did he um, become sort of an autocrat where he was even looking for a, a third term and also trying to engineer um, uh, the election to towards his party? How, how did that turn up? How did that happen within this um, uh, I guess uh, almost a, a twelve-year period when he's been in power. Yeah, as, as the saying goes, uh, "Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts." So I don't know that that could be the way, best way to describe this. Um, yeah, Marcel have been very praised uh, by many players uh, for his development that he brought to Senegal, but also um, standing up for the truth uh, when Abdullah Wada um, refused, uh, wanted to extend his time and wanted to contest again. Uh, violating the constitution, they were, they, he worked very closely with the movement leaders like the animals and artists. Um, and then, right now, those are the people that he is fighting with again. Like the animal leader is in jail right now, and many activist groups uh, leaders are in jail. So you know, uh, it's very unfortunate that this is happening in Senegal when when I, when people are playing this now, the old videos of Marcel saying that, you know, we're not going to allow an election to be extended, timelines to be extended, it must happen now um, in all the different angles. So things that have been said before have been reversed again now by, by his regime. So things that he have been fighting against are almost the same thing that has been happening now by his regime. Now, and also I wanted to go back to some things we talked about in the region. And uh, as you're talking, I was wanting to find out uh, something that kind of uh, sparked my attention. Uh, did you see the events in the region, which uh, the, the, the people in the region are challenging France's grip on countries? Uh, did that affect also Macky Sall's action or decision in what's going on in Senegal? Yeah, um, there is a growing tension uh, across, or the growing interest across uh, the West Africa region that people are feeling fed up and tired about the French interests and French control in the West Africa region, and then. Um, in Senegal, there have been many activist groups that have been really fighting against the the French imperialistic um, um, agenda, but also even the control of, of the resources and their interest in in the politics and the business. And this is very growing; it's very strong, strongly growing in Senegal, but also across the West Africa region. And there is a very clear connection to all of this. Um, Across across movements across uh, the different activist groups uh, in the region, yeah. Wow, this is a call out of the clear blue. Where have you been? Working. I'm at work right now.
And so how do you see France um, uh, taking this? Because they, it, I, from the outside, one would, they see, would, would assume that they see Saul as their ally. So what do they make of the, how, I mean, what are some of the signs that uh, uh, France is giving to, on this situation? Or how is their hand? Because uh, I don't see them just standing idly, <laughs> unfortunately. So, well, is there any evidence or talk of uh, France being involved in some of this uh, political situation openly and uh, underhandedly? Yeah, I've not found, seen any of French openly involvement yet in any of this. Um, I think if it's happening, it's been done very smartly. I've not also seen any, uh, read any French uh, pronouncements again on the situation uh, as, 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 we, as we speak. So, uh, but we, it's very evident that French and France have a lot of interest in Senegal. Um, and um, the monetary system is controlled by France, not for only Senegal, for the for the rest of the West Africa, uh, West African countries or uh, Francophone countries in, in in most part of Africa. Um, so, the French control and interest is very prominent. If the regime changed and then went into the opposition leaders who have been pronouncing very strongly that they will not continue to be controlled. Uh, and they will not allow Senegal to be controlled, especially the resources of Senegal. Um, that might not go well with France, and then uh, that is very much evident um, that ties between France and those the new regime when they if the opposition wins might not work well for the interests of France. So these are all things that have been discussed in different spaces within the uh, activist movements. And as you mentioned, uh, so there's still some uh, French soldiers within in in Senegal, right? They still have soldiers. Yeah. They still have a, a base there. Senegal, yeah, French have a whole base, big <laughs> base in Senegal. I don't know the numbers of uh, personnel, but yeah, definitely they have a big base in Senegal. And uh, as we're uh, wrapping up, I also wanted to expand also on um, the regional body ECOWAS. Um, uh, do you see this? What is happening now in Senegal? Does it? Do you think it's is pushing the ECOWAS uh, move, uh, ECOWAS regional body, that's the Economic Community of West African States, to become more relevant in the um, on a daily basis on what's happening to people on the ground? Because one one thing that's being accused of is they've been they've uh, looked the other way when um, civilian um, governments have circumvented the uh, uh constitutions as was as what was as what Mikey Salas tried to do do you, do you see them it pushes them more to become more relevant to the masses yeah um what is clear uh, um, clearly evident is that the equas you know um community have not really been um there for the people of 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 of, of west africa in many instances um, when people protested against corruption and asked for uh, the leader to resign in Mali, they went quiet about it. They started negotiating, and most of the time, they have been accused of being a club, you know, leaders of clubs um, uh, that 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 support each other to perpetuate on the citizens. Um, they have an opportunity. Ginepanakri the same when the president extended his term, nobody, of course, did not act. They did not restore democracy. And that's, that's gradually happening in many parts um, of West Africa. The intervention in Gambia, which is been applauded by many, but uh, after that they could have built on the uh, the, the momentum uh, to ensure that democracy is respected and presidents are respecting their terms and their their, their verdicts and their pronouncements. But this has not been this has not been happening. Um, and Senegal is an opportunity for them to restore that and confidence, um, you know, that they, that they deserve to have from the citizens. But if they fail, then it would be another big blow on their course. And then uh, finally, I wanted to find out um, how can people in the United States, uh, since a lot of our listeners are in the U.S., and uh, um, be in solidarity with uh, people in Senegal? Yeah, um, the U.S. is seen, and people in the U.S. are seen to be very much aware of democracy. Um, 
and then people believe that they support and you know advance democracy so calling out on the leaders the regime to respect the electoral cycle and restore elections back to the calendar is what senegalese are asking for and then release of the activist groups and members in the opposition um that's what um civil society have been calling for and the africans rising movement uh, have been have issued statements around this and supporting senegalese citizens and activist groups in the, in this line so every person or every body in the us can can send their voice can add their voice to restoration of democracy and uh, the election election cycle and ask for the release of the activist group I think that's going to be the message that I will put out there to all the people in the US. And uh, finally, um, how can people, where can people get uh, the accurate information of what's going on uh, in Senegal? Where are some of the sources of information? Yeah, there are different, there are different sources of information that uh, um that been uh, that are used for the sharing of these uh, situations uh, you might be aware that one of the tv stations have been shut down um uh, during the course of the protest and then that have been happening several times um so some media houses um uh, are either bringing out the issues social media have also been used effectively it have been a TikTok and other social media platforms and as well civil society websites and their platforms are also been used like social media platforms are also been used including uh, the african Rising platform that they are starting a campaign uh, for restoration of uh, the elections in senegal and as well as the release of the political prisoners or uh, let me say the political prisoners but also the activist groups that have been activist leaders that have been in jail mohammed uh, lamin sadia khan thank you very much for being on the show thank you for having me and again, that's uh, again, that's Mohammed Lamin Sadia Khan. He's an activist uh, and he's head of the Building Power Department at the Climate Action Network, uh, CAN International, and he's also former coordinator of Africans Rising. Uh, he was speaking to us from um, Addis Ababa, and uh, and he was discussing the postponed Senegalese uh, presidential election. Uh, dissecting the, the circumstances uh, behind the uh, postponement of the election by uh, the President uh, Macky Sall. And uh, for, the, for those who want to hear this again, you can also visit um, Africa Now's SoundCloud page. That's Africa Now online on SoundCloud. And uh, I just wanted to remind folks that uh, we're in the midst of our winter pledge drive. And actually, the theme of our winter pledge drive is... Uh, uh, the WPW Revolution Radio from Revolution Times, as you can see what's happening in um in West Africa, but in the countries where people are speaking out against uh, the uh, uh, the influence of France, uh, being one of them. So Moises, you're breaking up a little yes. bit, but it is the reach, it is oh, the wow. stretch okay. that WPFW does to give you this information. Moises is reporting right now, I believe from Malawi? And his guest, I am in Malawi. Yes, and his guest reporting from Addis Ababa. So come on, this is a global effort. We are asking you to become part of this community. We have pledge drives. They're actually membership drives where you go active in this community and in a global community. Now, we suppose the question: What can we do stateside? What can the U.S. peoples do to support what is going on? In Senegal, well, the main thing that we can do is stay aware by way of supporting Africa Now. This show right now needs your support in order to exist. So please, we ask you to call 202-588-9739. Operators are standing by waiting for your call and your pledge of support. We need you to join this global community that is creating a better world and senegal has that problem we've heard it many times here power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely here it is happening again and i'm going to take this moment 
to weigh in on a personal position. Beware the French. <laughs> That's just me. I'm saying beware the French. Um, Europe has not been kind to us. So please join this effort. Help us out at WPFW. Make a pledge of support. We are at 44% of goal for this show right now. We still got $280 to go. Look at what WPFW is doing for you right now, giving you information that you will never, ever get from lame stream media. Commercial media is not interested in giving you real information, particularly information as it relates to West Africa. So please give us your support. If you're out of area, you can call toll free at 800 222-9739 if you're on the web you can reach us at our website which is wpfwfm.org donate now button right there hit that button to pledge quickly and securely and you can reach us also on cash app on your smartphone pull up cash app type in dollar sign wpfw anything that you do goes a very long ways to keeping this operation going and there is no profit in this. We just need to stay operational. You own this, actually. This is a community effort. It is not corporations. It is not ad agencies. It is not governments. It is not universities. This is a community effort. And it works. It simply works. We have been here for over 46 years now, approaching our, I think it's our 47th birthday simply works but it can't work without you i'll give that number again 202-588-9739 operators standing by waiting for your support and for you to go active in the community Mwiza, thank you sir well thank you yeah it is 47 years this month as we speak uh february 1977 is when um that we went on the air and uh, it stays on the air because of the community and it's very much um lives up to the african um uh, proverb that it takes a village to raise a child so this is uh, the, is the child the, the child of the community uh, particularly the washington dc metropolitan area but beyond that as we said uh, we're um, as i been speaking i'm in malawi and then we have we have uh, people who um listen to us from all over the world you're hearing Again, from the number. Can you hear me? Yes, I, we can hear you. It's a challenge because you're breaking up. We're hearing from oh, wow. Mwiza Natali reporting now live from Malawi on your free media, WPFW, 89.3 FM. You don't hear this, see this happening anywhere else, but on your free media. Go ahead, Mwiza. Yeah, and I also just want to thank um, my co-host and the executive producer, James Pope, and also the Africa Bona Project Collective of Dr. Tasmanian Siddiqui, Dr. Keisha Kanteri, Dr. Josh Myers, and Kurt Odison, and also our research fellow volunteers, uh, uh, Shanda uh, Kozer, and um, also Funangu uh, Onda. And also want to thank Kalia, which i our engineer today, and uh, the other engineers, Michael Sella and uh, Deontay as well. Uh, so it takes a lot of people and all the all the folks here at WPFW. And up next is uh, headline news, which is followed by John Nano's in Alameda, and that's followed by Sophie's Parlor. Uh, again, you can check out African Now on SoundCloud. That's African Now online on, on SoundCloud, and also on, on Facebook and and Twitter uh, and iTunes. Sorry, I got an iTunes. Are there any closing thoughts before we go? Yes, just that. When you join in this effort, you are going active in a global community that is, in fact, changing the world into a better place than what the market has left us with. And we need your help in order to continue this effort. So, Muiza, thanks for your good work, sir, and uh, looking forward to seeing Thank you. you. Thanks for, for having us on the airways and being able to... Um, uh, bring a slice of the African world uh, here on PWD. PWD is the only place where you can hear the African world almost every day because it's not our show. There's African now, of course, and then there's also Voice of Vision, does it? Uh, uh, African Detail, uh, Kaba, and, and of course, uh, uh, on, on the ground um, with Esther uh, uh, on, on Fridays as well, which also highlights a lot of uh, African world issues. So we're one of the um, 
many folks on, on the African collective here in WFW, as well as because you don't play the music on Saturdays, uh, so you have, you have uh, and the Tali D as well. So it's, it's, and, and yeah, yeah, there was some Caribbean on Saturdays as well. So Levon Martin, who was, who was actually, Levon Martin was actually the first voice to the WFW here in the Caribbean. <laughs> so Moise. just to say that WFW covers the world. Yes, we do. Muiza, it's a challenge right now. You're breaking up badly. We can still understand you, oh, but well. we got to stretch. Oh, then let me let me sign off and let you go. <laughs> Thanks. From WPFW News in Washington and WBAI in New York, I'm Sue Goodwin. Since the pandemic, wage gains for Black Americans have outpaced those for white people, but wealth inequality deepened. That's according to new research from the New York Fed. The research, which looks at changes from 2019 to the third quarter of 2023, demonstrates how firmly entrenched the racial gap is in the U.S. Both groups saw gains in the values of their homes. The difference came from the big gains in the stock market in 2021. White households have far more of their wealth in equities than Black or Hispanic households. Speaking with Fortune magazine, Janelle Jones, Vice President of Policy and Advocacy, at the Washington Center for Equitable Growth said, quote, the study really shows the difference between making gains when it comes to income and closing that gap versus when it comes to wealth, close quote. In more economic news, drivers working for Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash are expected to be on strike today, Valentine's Day, to demand fair pay. The drivers who are not covered by minimum wages and other legal protections say the app companies they work for are taking unfair commissions on rides. The strike is expected to involve organizations representing tens of thousands of workers across at least 17 states, including Washington, Philadelphia, and Newark, New Jersey. It does not appear that drivers are striking in New York City. Reuters cited a gig economy website that found earnings for Uber drivers dropped more than 17% last year, while Lyft driver earnings fell 2.5%. In public statements, workers describe working long days and still struggling to make ends meet. In political news, House Republicans yesterday voted to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over what they say is his failure to enforce border protection. The measure passed by a single vote and came after a failed effort to do the same last week. Last night's tally was 214 to 213, with three Republicans siding with Democrats The articles of impeachment will next be sent to the Democrat-led Senate for a possible trial. The majority there, however, could potentially vote to acquit Mayorkas or otherwise dismiss or delay the impeachment. Democrats and even some Republicans have blasted the impeachment as a political effort not backed up by evidence. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called the vote a new low for House Republicans and said, quote, The one and only reason for this impeachment is for Speaker Johnson to further appease Donald Trump, close quote. Mayorkas is the first cabinet secretary to be impeached in nearly 150 years. And concerns are mounting for the safety of Palestinian civilians crowded into the southern city of Rafah, the target of an expected Israeli military operation. UNA chief Martin Griffiths warned in a statement yesterday that, quote, military operations in Rafah could lead to a slaughter in Gaza, adding that, quote, 
more than half of Gaza's population, well over one million people, are crammed into Rafah, staring death in the face. They have little to eat, 